0: hour of the wolf review air date january 16th 2023 avatar the way of water take 1 i'm dan persons and this is my hour of the wolf review let's be frank with each other you're not going to avatar the way of water which is playing in oh you know where it's playing But you're not going to it for the story, which is a good thing because the story, which is admittedly better than the first film, is still not particularly memorable. It takes place some 15 or 20 years after the first film, so it's paralleling the real-world timeline between the original Avatar and the sequel. And Navi Avatar Jake, played once again by Sam Worthington, and real Navi Neytiri, played by Zoe Saldana, now have a clutch of kids, both adopted and natural. And don't ask me how Navi avatars can impregnate real Navis. I don't care. The Earthlings are back, more destructive than ever, but this time they're not mining for an Octanium, but either seeking to claim the jungle moon of Pandora for themselves, or trying to harvest some gunk that gives eternal life from whale-like creatures. Director and co-writer James Cameron doesn't seem to want to pay strict attention to the motivation for his adversaries. Except for Quaritch, played by Stephen Lang, who's been resurrected from the dead as a Navi avatar and is out for Jake's blood, who I guess killed him in the previous film, I don't really remember. And apparently the Earth government doesn't mind shelling out billions of whatever currency for one man's vengeance quest. It's kind of unfortunate because Lang's performance, even in motion capture incarnation, is one of the film's strong points. And Cameron, despite himself, because I can see he's trying to avoid it, keeps lapsing into reducing the character to a mustache-twirling villain. But like I said, Avatar, The Way of Water, is not about the story. It's about the experience, about seeing what technical marvels Cameron has unleashed to realize the world of Pandora. For the record, of the ten-something versions of the film that exist, I saw the one that was in a standard, not IMAX theater, in 3D, and presented in what is called HFR— or high frame rate, in which certain sequences, about 50% of the film by Mike Estimate, are presented at a faster frame rate of 48 frames per second instead of the standard 24 frames per second. The process has improved significantly since its disastrous debut in Peter Jackson's Hobbit trilogy. It feels less artificial, deploying it only in sequences where you want that hyperreal impact helps. There are still points where it feels too much like a video game cutscene, but once the family hides out with a seaside Navi tribe, the underwater sequences are by and large quite stunning. You watch it being impressed by the hyper-reality, then are further impressed with the realization that 95% of what you're watching doesn't exist in the real world. That immersion in this weird, beautiful world makes Avatar, the way of water, worth visiting. I only wish the tech was being deployed by a filmmaker who could make it do more than just provoke an ooh-wow reaction. Cheap thrills alone can't sustain a three-hour movie. Thank you for listening. If you want to write me, send that email to hotwolfreviews at UpstartCompany.com. And remember, if you love science fiction, fantasy, enchantment, and the imagination, listen to Jim Freund's Hour of the Wolf most every Monday at 9 p.m. ET on WBAI 99.5 FM in New York and streaming on WBAI.org or through TuneIn. The Hour of the Wolf Reviews is produced by me, Dan Persons, recorded at the studios of Upstart Company and is an Hour of the Wolf production. Take care.